0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Hello and welcome to the hottest Irish film podcast you can find with your intrepid host, Port it's McGill it's and me, Nigel Wheatley. We say hottest because we're in the middle of a heat wave. It's been 20-something days since we had rained, so
1: yeah. it's very hot. It's very odd driving home, seeing all the burnt grass. It's like being in America yeah. or something.
0: And so people aren't really going to the cinema. People are watching the World Cup. This is... A, This is different. This is very unlike anything we've ever had before, but we're here and we're going to in the next half an hour We're going to talk about uh, some of the films that are come to the cinema such as Mission Impossible Skyscraper, Incredibles 2 maybe I don't know mention that we haven't seen any then but we've got reviews then for stuff like um, Leave No Trace, Dublin Old School, Kissing Candace and The Legacy of a White Tail Hunter. But before all that, uh, we're packing our bags for the Galway Film Festival.
1: Annual Galway trip to Galway. Yes, yeah,
0: so they're in their thirtieth year um, this year, and they've made a couple of changes. A few different people in the programming team. They've got the new venue, the Palace. Pal- pal- palace. Paulos. Is it palace? It's palace in English. Pal- it's Paulos in Paulos. English. Yeah, because it's PR for the Can't wait to have a a pint of Um before that so anyway that'll be fun yeah. uh, anyway so they've also uh,
1: gone green they've changed their the font. logo yeah, and the it's branding has gone, gone from red to green, green. yeah
0: D- done yeah there's it's colour, nice so. but you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. 30th anniversary, so we wish them well. It kicks off uh, on Today. the day we're recording it and mm-hmm. it runs up until this weekend. So if you happen to be in the West or in the Midlands or in Dublin and don't want to watch the World Cup final or World Cup third place playoff or whatever, um, go over there. You might see us. Yeah. Um, but
1: Everyone's bored of the heat, so get inside. I think
0: so. So a couple of things have caught MRI. We're only getting there for the weekend, but um, do you want to kick off one of your picks?
1: Yeah, so the first one we're going to check out is on Friday the 13th of july it screens friday the 13th uh, it's called for vagina's sake uh, i'll be honest it wasn't my pick but uh, gonna catch it and it's set in south korea and it just kind of s- talks about the cultural historical and humorous contextualization of menstruation and the industry that's been built around it fantastic so yeah that's that's the first one up on friday and then another pick, or do you want to take it?
0: Uh, yeah, well, no, one of yours um that I'm kind of interested in that I'd like it, cause you, because in our running order, you showed me the Mark Cousins film, the Orson Welles.
1: Yeah, that's going to be on Sunday. uh Looking forward to that, because I follow him on Twitter and I see he's kind of been taking it around Europe for a good bit. And so it's getting its premiere at Galway. But then he all he tweeted yesterday, being like, oh, "I'm doing a small tour of Ireland and the UK. So if you do miss it at Galway, you can see it in the IFI or Belfast, and he'll actually be in attendance. Although Ooh. he's not in attendance in at Galway. Okay. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. Kind of is about the um, the artistic life of Orson Welles in the term in the form of painting and drawings and stuff. And he's been given kind of exclusive access from Orson Welles' daughter to um to do that because
0: we know Orson Welles' estate it's very picky and they have that re cut version of um of his film that was meant to play at Cannes and then Netflix patron, blah blah blah. Like so I was it's kind of nice to see the project that's actually ready to roll there. Um, very good. One that I'm excited about that I'll get to see on the... Is that on when the World Cup final is on, by the way?
1: No, no, it's on in the morning. It's on good. at like 12am.
0: Good, because England might be there, you know, football's coming home and all that. But uh, Damsel is a film that's playing on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, it sort of seems like a comedy, screwballed, spoofy western, uh, directed by two brothers, David and Nathan Zellner. Um, And they directed a film called Kumiko the Treasure Hunter, which came out a couple of years ago about the supposed Farsi sad story of a Japanese woman who went looking for the money from Fargo and died in the snow. Um, So as a tone, if it's anything like that, that'll be interesting. And Robert Pattinson and Mia Wasikowski are in there. So looking forward to that. Um, And then the other one that I've picked out from Saturday as well is Don't Go. Um. so remember Angel from uh, Home and Away played by Melissa George no you definitely do <laughs> I mean she's in it opposite Stephen Dorff there's something about Stephen Dorff that he's just got one of those faces that you could a bit like you kind of always know it you? mixed
1: up with Ethan Hawke Ethan
0: Hawke and Peter Sarsgaard are of a, they're all of a certain era um, and age, and I feel there has to be a movie where they're all there. Anyway, it's a thriller. They filmed it in the west of Ireland. It's getting its premiere. I, who knows what to expect? Uh, directed mm. by David Gleeson, who isn't, I believe, related to the other Gleesons, which is confusing. He hasn't done a film in 12 years, Um so looking forward to seeing that. So devastated by his summary, devastated by yeah. his daughter's death and a terrible accident, Ben becomes convinced that he can bring her back through a recurring dream. But is it just a dream or is Ben losing his mind? So uh, you're speak- going to that one too, I think.
1: That yeah, that should be everyone in attendance. So um speaking of Gleasons, another one on the Saturday. Uh, Galway is always brilliant for shorts, and it's kind of, usually the shorts are my kind of favourite part of it. It's kind of the pre- premier place if you make short films to
0: get into that programme, yeah. right? For yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. So on Saturday the 14th of July at 12am, we have the new short 6, and loads of great picks in that, but we also have the premiere of... Uh, Psychic, which is directed by Brendan Gleeson and produced by Brendan and Juliet Bonas, but also stars the whole Gleeson clan. So that's kind of getting its first turn. So it'll be great to see that. But yeah, as Nigel said, there's tons of stuff to see. It's over four or five days. Have a look at the website um, and you'll find it all there.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, the the Katie Taylor documentary is playing on this Saturday afternoon as well, which just curious to see whether there's been any edits based on the recent news events coming from um the incidents in Bray uh, with her family and stuff. So who knows what what that will look like, but really looking forward to that, directed by Ross Whitaker. Um so yeah. Um and then oh yeah, Brendan you mentioned Brendan Leeson, Captain Morton and the Spider Queen. So it's a stop motion um, animated film that he voices, I think, or something, if I'm not mistaken. So that looks really, really good. Anyway, so on to what's in cinema now. We've had a funny month because of the World Cup. I have not barely been in cinema, like to actually see I think I've seen one film in the cinema.
1: And with good weather you very feel a bit guilty going yeah, to see
0: stuff. The releases aren't really aren't really there. Like you said, we're gonna talk a few minutes about kissing Candace. Um don't talk about it? actually we'll kick off with it, why not?
1: Yeah, but and like to Did you t- see it alone? Uh, no, that unfortunately I had the dream of just being on my own to see it. But then two people yeah. came in towards the uh, end of the Ooh. trailers and I was like, oh. and the guy sat on his phone for the entirety of the thing, pretty much. And I was like, why are you even here? Um, why? Yeah. So no, really, kind of, why is he's he he's yeah. hiding from something? So it's kind of, I suppose there's Irish films have a thin window to get released, but you kind of thought, could they have a bit of a forethought and realised, um, now, okay, you can't predict the weather, fair enough. But like there's a World Cup on, maybe don't release two of what I think are the best Irish films potentially of the year Dublin Old School and Kissing and Candice on the same time. That like, did happen
0: on the same Friday, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, so, so to talk about Kissing Candice, it's directed by Aoife McArdle Um it premiered at the Dublin, the Audi Dublin International Film Festival uh, a couple of months ago and finally getting a general release. It stars Anne Skelly who plays Candice and, starts off brilliantly like it's really she suffers from epilepsy and has fits so it starts whereby it's this real trippy kind of her sleepwalking and then it turns into her oh you realize she's having a a seizure yeah Yeah. in the bar and this was all an hallucination but in her hallucination she sees a jacob who's played by ryan lincoln and she was like, I met this guy and I'm going to fall in love with him. And then eventually in real life, she does meet him. He's a member of a gang who also stars. Um, it comprises Dermot and Connor, who are played by Conal keating and ryan mcparland Would we know any of these faces you know ryan mcparland he stuff. was in irish films now i haven't seen conal keaton before but like he's got one of those faces where you're like he's absolutely terrifying oh, yeah. um so the gang in it it's it's a really odd film because i had read before that it's set in dundalk Now i didn't read the review but i was just like when you're watching the film this isn't recognizable and then at one point they just drive around the town so it's like all oh, right that's dundalk so, which way, is it in the countryside? No, no, it's, oh, it's set, in a housing, but nobody no. has loud accents. Oh. And a lot of the gang and Jacob definitely has a Dublin accent. So, I was like, All oh, right, is it set in the a director. working class Dublin? Is from Oma, is it set in a working class Dublin area? And then they do mention it's really hard to place it as well. I kept yeah. thinking of you a lot during it because they're wearing clothes from that could be the 90s. You're like, Okay, it's set in the early 90s late 90s because then you see a Garda car with a 07 Reg on it and I was like okay it's set in 2000 and I was like why does nobody have a phone but then a phone goes off so I was like right okay So nobody has a loud accent. There's Dublin accents. Then they do talk about the north because they say, oh, it was like safer when the troubles were going on because this gang is kind of terrorizing the local area. So that was all kind of fascinating. And I don't know if it was an attempt by the director to kind of amalgamate all these different time periods. And you had working class Dublin areas and per border areas kind of and she's kind of trying to put them together and as in this was all going on all over the country it's a really fascinating film um it's quite it's it falls into the trap sometimes of um art house films where there's lots of deep reds and animals and fields kind of yeah, long someone, shots
0: so i haven't seen it but i'd read a good bit about it and um yes that's i read a review on the net, very good site and they said that um it's a like it does a lot of slow shots. Like, there's a scene where the grasshopper like crossfades from one thing, and it's all very sort of slow. So, their quote is genuinely compelling imagery paired with a nonsensically told narrative. That's what the saying,
1: narrative so. is kind of it kind of dips in and out, yeah, and, so a bit poetic. but it's incredibly uh, tense at times and quite horrific. Um, you would you think the film is going down one direction, which is really sickening, but it kind of turns and becomes. It's, it's still horrific but it's something quite different uh, but it's the gang is terrifying and it's really fantastic performances so, so, so out of 5 I'd give it a solid 4
0: solid 4 so yeah. I think it's still playing I think it's some
1: very limited reviews cameras, but it should but be unfold on uh quick enough
0: yeah but a disappointment that it could be there and similarly Dublin Old School um, Emma Kerwin the man i guess the face of that film uh, was given out because people not given out but he put the tweet up saying if you're going to watch england in the world cup you're he's doing it obviously tongue-in-cheek but that that's you know it's not very patriotic no you should be supporting irish cinema yeah um so do you
1: want to yeah tell it's a the other big dublin, dublin release uh, it was based on a play it's uh directed by dave tynan and written by Emmett carwin and it kind of centers around a weekend in Dublin where Emma Kerwin is a quite heavy drug user, but he's fine, he's functioning, and he comes across a person from his past, because I don't want to spoil it, like it's pretty obvious, but if you haven't seen it, I won't say it, and uh, Daniel, who's played by Ian Lloyd Anderson, and uh, Daniel has is a junkie, and it kind of parallels the two of them, they've known each other for so long, And it's like, yeah, Daniel is the guy who's recovering from being a junkie, but like Emma Kerwin is basically on his way there. He's just using more like MDMA and ketamine, more recreational party drugs. But his life, you slowly realize, is an absolute mess. He can't hold down a job. He can't hold down any relationships. He's just going on absolute benders. He's no money. So his life has kind of fallen apart. But we have this stereotypical view of like, oh, well, no, he's the Daniel's the loser because he's on the street and yeah. has suffered from that. Uh, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was kind of hyped to the 10th degree. Um, but I think people say the nth degree, but degree. I feel the
0: 10th actually is even beyond that. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going for there. Yeah. science. So it um, it holds up, though. It's very good. Um, the best bits are the relationship between Daniel and Uh, Jason and they kind of give the film its most dramatic arc the bit what Emma Carwin is known for is spoken word like Dublinese and the bits that works well obviously very well in play but on the film it doesn't work the best and it kind of pulls you out of the film
0: a piece of camera bits where he doesn't know it's it's
1: all voiceover but it is him speaking. The kind of as it goes across shots yeah. of Dublin or certain things, and you're like, "This doesn't really work in the film," and it kind of takes you out. Yeah. There's nothing really for women to do in the film. Shauna Kersick is in it. Um, she plays Gemma, who's uh, Jason's uh, ex girlfriend. She's a fantastic actor, and Ooh. everything is brilliant. But she's not really used not in used, this at all. Yeah.
0: Um, hopefully that'll get a TV broadcast i don't know whether it will but like you imagine if that goes on rt2 or tv3 or whatever on a sunday night that could get like you know 300 people mm, yeah and in the opening i did look at its box office but in its opening weekend you're talking about and like very small amounts of people the so, same
1: people in it were involved with the play like yeah, Realistically, he, Emma Kerwin should have passed this on to a different actor to be in. He's too old. It It's very hard for you to buy him as the character he's playing. Yeah, because he's hanging out with a load of people who are in their mid to late yeah. 20s and he just looks kind of out of sorts and you're a bit like, uh.
0: interesting. So he could be the older brother or character, but it got. Yeah, it got five. I was looking at the reviews. Fives from the likes of Entertainment or the Irish Times. Three out of five. Mm. Controversial. I'd give it about Gray three three and, and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. All right. So I'm hoping I haven't got to see it. Um, but yeah, do you want to take a bit of a clip? Just to give people a sense of what. Yeah, the, and this kind of shows the mood and the energy. Yeah,
1: of there's a nice wee cameo from Marco Haller uh, throughout the film. So here he is as the boss of a record, record shop. shop. Great. I mean, I didn't buy this place and build it up for nothing, just for you to fuck it up. You fucking liar. You told me you took this off your granddad. Yeah, well he put his blood, sweat and tears into buying this place. You said it was a butcher shop that he inherited of someone who was English. No, no, I said it was a hardware shop and that he took it from the British. What, like, did he find the world of independence? No, 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 he was a a rat for the British army. Got a few of Collins' men killed and then he took this place as a reward from the Brits.
0: Don't go telling too many people about that.
1: That's nothing. My granduncle was one of the priests that ran all the Jews out of Limerick in the 40s.
0: So that's that's two films that you've seen that I haven't. You're bringing two films from Ireland uh, to people's attention, whereas I've got two American films. Um, Leave No Trace came out... I think it got a simultaneous US-UK release there uh, last... uh, Maybe they were a week apart, but... No, it's actually the same weekend, I think the twenty-seventh, twenty-eighth. Uh, it's the latest film from Deborah Gra- Granick, I think is how you pronounce it. So she did Winter's Bone, which obviously announced Jennifer Lawrence
1: as Yeah, I've only kind of seen the trailer for that, but it does have that kind of vibe and like Yeah.
0: So it um it tells the story of a, of an army vet played by Ben Foster. Um he's the he's a father and he has a teenage daughter, um, who is played by I have to get her name now, Thomasin Harcourt Mackenzie. And they live in a park in, in kind of outside on the outskirts of Portland in Oregon. So they're living kind of in the middle of the park, like completely off the grid where the park rangers don't know they're there. They have practiced all these drills for how they can hide and Are cover their Are they in a tracks. cult? They're not in a cult. They're it's completely not a wild, alone. wild country,
1: no? No, no, no. It's just it's, inside it's, Portland, Oregon there. Yeah.
0: So they're living completely isolated, just trying to get away. Like we would, we would see them as homeless. Mm-hmm. But they would probably say, no, this is home. We live in the park. We, we do our thing. So he, he has, they've probably opted to do this because he's come back from, I think it's Iraq or maybe Afghanistan, the war in America uh, with PTSD. So he can't handle people. So, um,
1: But he's if, able to fend for himself in the forests and the he woods. He can fend. That's his, that's his native
0: thing. He's schooling his daughter, teaching her everything. So um, they, get, they get found out. They get pounced on and they are brought then into state care but then they're released out to live in the countryside they're given this you know living on a farm and stuff but here's just a little clip um of them reflecting on that and whether they can cope and everything but it gives a bit of a sense of the mood
1: i think it might be easier on us if we try to adapt we're wearing their clothes we're in their house we're we're eating their food we're doing their work we have adapted the only place we can't be seen is in this house.
0: So, uh, there we go. You're saying Ben Foster looks a bit like...
1: Yeah, bald kind of Ryan Gosling, if they ever need to play or, Brothers and anything. Or Harry Kane, mm. maybe. Ben Foster's great, though. I've only kind of become aware of him in the last couple of years. He was in um, Heller High Water, and I thought he was fantastic in that. So, is it a good performance from him?
0: Uh, yes, exactly. I'm trying to work out... I think he was kind of really, uh, going out with someone famous uh yeah laura prepon from that 70s show and orange is the new black remember
1: oh yeah you know her? Yeah. in my head i'm like is she not lesbian but she just plays a lesbian in orange is the exactly. new black
0: that's not a real she's not in jail either okay yeah, cool. that's how that's how it works so there Great. they are very good um and i think yeah i understood the or did he he's engaged to robin wright Huh. Ah. I think he's now with Oh, uh, he's a player. What well, we're seeing anyway. He is yeah, he's a great actor and he um big fan of his. So anyway, the film is brilliant. Mm. Like I hadn't been to the cinema in ages, obviously. We um got to go in the evening time and it's baby. Son with no baby, exactly. So it's nice to go to the cinema with um on a like a, a it's not necessarily a date movie, but a movie like that where you, it's at night time and it's in a proper everyone was there fully transfixed for the full it's not a long film, about 150, but you're just sucked right in. Made me think again, one of my favorite films, as you know, Into the Wild. Mm. Earlier this year we had lean on Pete, just for people who are trying to get off the grid of America, but they're forced, you know, to go into cities now and again to talk to people. Maybe they need to have a credit card because they have to do certain things, but they're just trying to get out of the technology bubble. Um the The daughter is brilliant in it, so whether she'll go on to do the kind of thing that Jennifer Lawrence did, having done Winter's Bone mm-hmm. for Deborah Granick, I don't know, but um, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And there was one bit where when they're bringing him back in and they're trying to work out if he's suffering from PTSD, he does a computer test where he has to kind of, um, like, you know, analyze how he's coping with society. So oh, it's a okay. bit like hi um, Daniel Blake where it's kind of like <laughs> oh, right, how okay. are you coping how are you coping yeah. and he's like of course I'm getting wound up um, anyway that's that's in cinemas now a very rare 5 out of 5 no it's a four and a half. Oh. it's nearly it's nearly there I'd have to see it again to see if it deserves the 5 okay. it, no it's not you could find minor flaws in it but really really enjoyed it and the other one is a very different film then that ended up uh, it's a Netflix release from Um, I can't remember the guy's name uh, it's a guy who did Eastbound and Down and observe and report uh, someone hill but do you watch
1: eastbound and down yeah i watched
0: jody Jody hill sorry yeah
1: and a fantastic show yeah
0: so this is not 100 miles from that about a white guy who's basically i didn't watch much eastbound and down but like an an american a man baby almost like a man who's a bit of a child maybe not a baby but a bit um immature maybe so here um josh brolin not playing a phil like thanos or uh, the guy from Deadpool 2 he's actually doing a bit more acting but he plays a bit of a Bear Grylls kind of hunting character Buck um, Buck Ferguson who shoots these hunting videos about shooting deer and it's all done with like VHS in a nice kind of affectionate kind of way it is about shooting and guns and stuff but in a slightly respectful way kind of taking way. the piss out of these characters or it's yeah but not enough maybe it does oh, revere okay. them like it does I, I
1: hunting is pretty big in America and it's yeah so yeah. I think
0: the film is for those people I think but it's sort of hard to work out like who does is Eastbound and Down for like the smart you can answer me this because you might know but like is it for the like the smart internet TV fans who like community and shows like that or is it actually for people who watch like King of the Hill, or
1: I don't know. Like I only know or Roseanne.
0: Like you know who? Yeah. It, like did it? Did it do well with audience? It's more so it kind of taking people who are in
1: it. Hey of that, but like I know very yeah. few people who've watched Eastbound and myself. Yeah. I just Ed it it.
0: connect with, with mid
1: Middle America? Anyway, there's two actors in this: um, Scoot McNary,
0: who really like, and Carrie Coon, who was in The Leftovers and Fargo season three. Two incredible actors. They are so Buck's ex wife and uh his i haven't even told you what the film's about like book's ex-wife and his and her new partner are played by them but they're wasted they're they're in it for about 10 minutes you're like they're two of the best actors bring them back more from them so book and his cameraman played by danny mcbride are bringing Son, teenage son, out into the countryside to shoot a deer, and they're shooting an episode about the is young the kid teenager useless and doesn't yeah, want to kill a kid. He's in, a, yeah, but in a real. This kind of sounds like an episode way. of King of the Hill. Yeah, and in a really annoying way. So the kid, Bobby, is in um, <laughs> young Sheldon yeah a bit like Bobby Uh, he's not he's not young Sheldon but he's another maybe the older brother have you seen it The Big Bang Theory no it's meant to be the worst thing ever anyway it's that kind of tone the film goes for but I really didn't like it I was just annoyed watching it more than anything and I was like this isn't really saying anything about American men it's not saying anything about guns it's not saying anything about teenagers Um, toward the end then they tried to do like wrap it all together take itself really seriously and it's just so it lost me I gave it one and a half out of five
1: (sighs) Okay, well, but it's on but Netflix, so it.
0: two thousand times more people will have watched that in Ireland than will watch Dublin Old School in the next month. Sadly, which yeah. is criminal. Yeah, but that's, that's what happens when you get the on-demand release. And okay hammer down your throat
1: so i'm just going to run through some kind of older ones that deserve a mention i think okay uh,
0: 30 seconds on each hit me a uh,
1: tag is good fun it stars uh ed helms john Hamm, jake johnson from new girl that people know hannibal Bress, who's always funny and jeremy renner so it's a group of men who play tag with each other in the month of may and it's based on a real story. Uh, it's kind of fun at the end of the film. They show you the real people playing it. It's drama? Comedy? No, it's comedy. Jeremy Renner oh. has never been tagged. They've never managed to tag him. So it's them going for one last time to try and tag him. Kind of, there's some very funny bits in it. It's to do this weird kind of voiceover thing, which is funny. Um, It's good fun. It's kind of like Game Night, trying to turn your brain off, entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Renner is brilliant in it. He should be in more yeah, comedy, like, yeah. comedic stuff. Very um, good next then is hereditary have you managed to see this yet no no yeah it's kind of disappointing
0: it's a, it's at this stage everyone has yeah probably seen it. it's out about a month but it's yeah. still getting the numbers so really in the really in ireland
1: really it? enjoyable great watch uh it's directed by ari aster stars tony collette gabriel byrne are a married couple and they have a daughter played by millie shapiro and a son played by alex wolf and the grandmother dies. That's how the film starts, and Tony Collette is like a miniatures artist, which is really cool. She kind of just comes up with all these wee scenes from her life, and that's her art. And Gabriel Byrne, I'm trying to think. Do we know what Gabriel Byrne does? But in my head, he's a psychologist. But I think I'm getting him mixed up with, with his
0: his version <laughs> from the the show yeah. years ago. So,
1: um, yeah, it's a horror film. And in, in treatment, was that the program? Yeah. Yeah. So Gabriel Burns some fantastic in it and Tony Kletz kind of starts to slowly unravel and we learn stuff about her where she has her brother kind of killed himself. We learn all this really quickly. Uh, her father killed himself. The mother towards the end was going a bit crazy and she has had problems with mental health in her past, so she kind of thinks it's hereditary. Then all this kind of creepy <gasps> stuff starts happening in the house. They're, the trailer is done brilliantly because there's really shocking stuff that totally changes the direction of the film that is not given away in the trailer, which is great. It's insanely tense. Uh, it draws heavily on Rosemary's Baby for horror fans. That's kind of the vibe of it. We went to see it in the lighthouse, so the audience went with it and it was a good crowd. I have a feeling if you went to see this in World. And the last 20 minutes play out, people would just be laughing and be like, oh, this is stupid or mm. whatever. So at this point, either go see it. The, don't go see it in Cineworld is my mm. recommendation. Trying I would see, Or see it alone. See at it home, it, maybe. yeah. yeah. Uh, really good jumps, really good tension in it. Uh, like with everything horror films, kind of when you think about it after, you can start picking holes in it. Ah, but yeah. there's enough in it to warrant uh, a watching. Are you giving it a five? No, I'd give it four, solid four. There, there's too many kind of bits Questions. that don't add up. Very
0: good, and then you've been lucky enough to see Ocean's Eight,
1: yeah. Very kind of finally, it's good fun. The main thing that I took away from Ocean's Eight is the pacing of it, it's really slowly paced, and it's there's no like crazy jump cuts and doesn't rush. But it was really nice to just kind of sit and watch that, where like it wasn't thrown at you in loads of like jump cuts and blah blah blah. The pacing of it was really noticeable. Who's the
0: Director,
1: I really? can't remember off the top of my head, uh, um, but it's but it, it actually played out a bit different Yeah, kind of has it, a, does, yeah it has the cast, has a we all kind of here, knockout like. cast, it does well. It kind of always hints if George Clooney is going to turn up in it, there's kind of jokes to do with that. So, are they related? It's that, um, is we, his sister, right. yeah, yeah no, yeah, that, you know, yeah, you know, you yeah, know that right. at the start, like yeah, it's okay. that she, she is the sister of uh, okay, Danny Ocean, so. There could be nine and ten, but I think it's done quite bad at the box office. So maybe there won't be a nine but again, and again, the World Cup. Yeah, and Everyone the weather and everything. The World Cup. Like it's it's Didn't a perfect America, it's a solid though,
0: three yeah. star film, I think it's good yeah. fun. Um so yeah as we say coming up then in the next couple of weeks this weekend it's like still in the cinema stuff that I don't think you've seen the first purge it's like I can you believe I haven't seen the first purge yet I love it. the purge yeah, series so. it says it holds up and it's yeah, good good so solid. looking forward uh, to seeing that Sicario 2 probably won't see that in the cinema a drift looks really good and a movie called the endless which looks like something I definitely want to watch but it is in no cinemas I've no idea it got some sort of a really like it got reviewed by Irish uh, film publication, so I just have no idea anyway they're all around then this weekend we've got The Incredibles 2 Skyscraper um, with The Rock
1: have you seen and, the poster for that where he's yeah. basically made it look like die hard poster
0: yeah so it's good so I finally got to watch Rampage what do you think recently yeah that's really it's really good The Rock is the number one actor for like in terms of what he's able to do you know um, and then on the 25th is Mission Impossible Fallout, so we know what we've got there as well. Mm. Um, looking forward to all three of these. Like, I just don't know how to... like. They're, I think Ju- end of July or August they're going to kind of be crammed in now. Um, my oh. pick, though, I don't know if you have anything from the next couple of weeks you're looking forward to, but my pick is Gus Van Sant's Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far On Foot. So uh, this is his new film, which played in Berlin. Joaquin Phoenix plays John Callahan, who's kind of a... Is he from Portland as well? An American, sort of a bit of a slackery, stonery, wastery kind of person. And he was in an accident, so then he's in a wheelchair, hence the the title. But he then wrote comics and wrote and did all the stuff. I'm not familiar with him, but apparently he's written a critically acclaimed book. But you've got Jonah Hill, Rooney Mara, Jack Black, Carrie Bernstein, Beth Ditto, and Kim Gordon. So it's from somewhere, Portland, Seattle, some of that scene. But it looks really funny, and I like Gus Van Sant.
1: Yeah, saw so a trailer for Hotel Artemis before lots of different stuff this one. Looks good fun, stars Jodie Foster. It's, uh, she runs a hotel where criminals who are hurt while they're robbing stuff or doing Ooh. nefarious deeds get uh, fixed up. And there's lots of rules you have to follow just so she doesn't get caught. It sounds like the hotel in John Wick
0: where I don't know if you remember it, where you go and yeah. you get your, your and deals. if you watch the
1: trailer for it it kind of has a raid kind of a vibe because what happens yes. is Jeff Goldblum uh, who's a baddie looks great and it turns up with his posse being like you need to sort us out and she's like no and then it kind of turns into a siege between them wow. and Jodie Foster cool so so I think that might be out towards the end of July maybe the 20th of July
0: very good and then I'm also looking forward to re-watching two films um, Picnic at Hanging Rock the TV series is kicking off this week on BBC and RT and it's been an Amazon thing but Natalie Dormer's in it but that's have you ever seen the original film no an Australian film based on the books in 1900 Peter Weir who did the Truman Show Dead Poets Society it was his kind of breakthrough film so I'm going to dig that out and watch it and then the IFI is doing a sort of a John Carpentry thing in August some sort of horror-y thing, anyway, the thing coincide the with thing, Halloween coming out no I don't know the okay. Thing is, they're bringing it back, maybe a new re release thing on The Thing. So I've been reading a good bit about it. Brilliant. Because um, I only watched it. It's going to be uh, on 70 last, mil. I mean, possibly. So 70 mil. You'd imagine they're you film it, or it or on some. 70. But anyway, The Thing will be back. So looking forward to kind of maybe re watching that again um, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's it. Um, I have a clip f- to wrap us up with our scene and thing I don't know if you have any other Go for it. no summaries. I don't really have anything looking anything. forward to Galway um, yeah. and we'll have, have, a we'll have seen a few more films yeah, maybe even the we'll podcast. have seen a film together yeah. next couple of weeks but there's plenty out there it's just, it feels very very scattered we haven't really had any event movies or anything. anyway I've dug through the uh, movie archives and we have a clip from the original Mission Impossible which um, it's where Ethan is accusing he's accused of being a mole And then he's like, no, I'm a mole. No, you're a mole. Who's the mole? And it's this scene that got kind of parodied quite a lot. And uh, here's a a clip that just sort of shows. Also, it's weird. This is 22 years old.
1: Yeah. And I didn't realize that it's directed by Brian De Palma. The new one? No, the
0: oh uh, original. Sorry, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I kind of wasn't obviously tuned into who he was when I went to see this in the cinema when I was kind of younger. But now in my head, I was just like, "Wow, that's pretty impressive." So, like, was when the when this kind of came out, sorry, back in the day, was mm-hmm. there were people like, "Oh wow, he's back and doing stuff." Or
0: Brian Palmer? I don't know, don't know. But like that, do you remember like this? Possibly, this kind of thing probably happened in the mid nineties. I'm often thinking. You know, the way, like, if you get a movie like that, the way, like, Joel Schumacher was given a Batman film. or Oh, I, I yeah,
1: yeah. Or if he had kind of, was it like a, what do you call it, a, a studio deal where it's just like, yeah, you can direct this, but you have to direct this.
0: I think Brian De Palma, now, wait now, is one of those directors who I think reputation is sort of more, like, I couldn't honestly say I know and love lots of Brian De Palma films. <laughs>
1: well you know? it's kind of early like um, I think actually Scarface is a bit of it's a bit uh, overrated yeah Untouchables but the, the is untouchables, kind of hokey I, I love I have an awful soft spot for the Untouchables
0: yeah but I think there's a lot in it that's sort of funny Carlito's way I suppose I like um, and then yeah Mission Impossible
1: Snake Eyes is pretty good and it
0: hasn't had a great couple of years to be fair so
1: yeah let's see what
0: um, beyond that anyway so this is zinging us all the way back to Brian De Palma's uh, Mission Impossible talking about moles and yeah we'll see you in a couple of weeks the list Glitzin stole was a decoy. That's correct.
1: The actual list is secure. Blindly, Galitzin was a lightning rod. He was one of ours. This whole operation was a moment. This whole operation was a moment.
0: Yeah. The mole's
1: inside and like you said you
0: survived I'll show you something Ethan since your father's death your
1: family's farm has been in receivership now suddenly, they're flush, with over 120 grand in the bank. Your father's illness was supposed to have wiped
0: out of that bank account. Dying slowly in America, after all, can be a very expensive proposition. So, why don't we quietly get out of here onto a plane? I can understand you're very upset. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Is enough you have brought it cajoled and killed and you have done it using loyalties on the inside you want to shake hands with the devil that's fine with me i just want to make sure that you do it in hell i think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship take one